Welcome to the Third One Sucks Sophomore Slump, where we rank every record in a discography from first to worst. I'm Dan. I'm Mark. And I'm Jake. And Mr. Don't Look So Scared, what are we listening to today, Mark? <laughs> I am a little scared today, Dan. We are listening to Tug of War, the debut solo album by Canadian singer-songwriter Carly Rae Jepsen. It was released on September 30th, 2008. And was co-produced by Ryan Stewart and Josh Ramsey, with Josh Ramsey contributing banjo, bass, drums, guitar, keyboard, percussion, programming, and vocals. And Ryan Stewart contributing bass, drums, guitar, keyboards, and background vocals. What's our what's our album review as we get started here? Well, Margot, buddy, all pal, and Jake. Also, Jake is here. Hi, Jake. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I said, was gonna, I said if we could get you back to do Carly Rae Jepsen, we were going to do it. And you're here. Yep. Thank, thanks for coming back. You're a man of few words. I'm so I'm so glad we decided to have you here. I have never in my life heard Jake Mason described as a man of few words. I yeah, no. that is a, ra- a rarity. Um, I so I'm very taken aback at this moment. There's a whole document in front of me, and I know that I am the color yellow, and there's no yellow in here, so I didn't want to disrupt the flow. Um, so I was gonna let y'all get through it before I talk about the Queen of the Universe, Carly Rae Jepsen. It's all right. We'll get there in just a second. I just wanted to acknowledge that you're here for everyone who's like, wait, do they have one more name? And then now they're just carrying on like normal. What if that was it? What if I just, you just sat here the whole time and I'm Jake and then that's it. I'm done for the rest of the that'd be wild. We talk just around you the entire time till we get to the very end. And then we ask you what you thought of the album and you're like, it's all right. <laughs> and that's it. Anyway, our album review this time, Mark, old buddy. Oh, pal. Uh, comes from Speckle of Dust. And that is from albumoftheyear.org. And they said, 68. Humble beginnings, queen. I still can't stand acoustic guitars, though. <laughs> At all? <laughs> Period? That's a bummer. That, I would say that is like a hefty part of music is acoustic guitars. <laughs> I Yeah. I feel like Speckle of Dust had a we've all seen i we're not supposed to be talking about movies but we've all seen barbie at this point i'm, I'm sure oh yeah <laughs> i feel like that speckle of dust was subjected to the mashbox 20 they got push the, scenario they got pushed uh, yeah <laughs> i think that's probably happened to speckle of dust and it's just turned them off <laughs> entirely to acoustic guitars <laughs> it's the only explanation there was a run of time, like a speckle of dust is from the 90s, where every song was an acoustic guitar and a dude who sounded like this. And I kind of, I kind of, I can see getting tired of acoustic at that point. So Stain. Yeah. Stain's right. entire deal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. For sure. You just I, expect Eagle Eye Cherry to come busting through the door when the acoustic starts. <laughs> it's that particular time in music is fascinating to me because it was all <laughs> the worst dudes you've ever met in your life who loved it. And it was like it, it's it's they're trying to perform this like vulnerability, but also trying to sound as manly as possible while they doing still it. have to be. Yeah, they still it's, have to be cool and manly about it. It's yeah. so bizarre. <laughs> it's so fucking weird to me i could never get into like the creeds or whatever of the world because it was just very much that whole like <laughs> well it's it, like it's it's weird because like it's coming off the 90s where the like every song was a one-hit wonder like most of the songs were just like you're never sure. gonna hear from that person again yep. <laughs> and then there was like that wave of like what you're just talking about and then it like kind of died out for like one second and then like like all at once every like new metal band was like we gotta do one song with an acoustic guitar though. <laughs> Like, and I feel like there was just like an order from on high. Like, every one of you get an acoustic guitar, put out a song right now. Uh, 2006 is going to be a weird year for everybody, but you're going to have an acoustic guitar for it. (laughs) That year is so accurate, Jake. That's like, that was like finger 11 territory. I remember viscerally where I was whenever this was happening. Yeah, it's like that. That was like like the hinder, hinder happened in that year. Hinder, the the stain specifically was like, we're going to do acoustic (laughs) stuff now. Uh, yeah, just absolutely <laughs> a wild year <laughs> for for music. There was look, it it was such a it was such a thing that drove so many people up the wall that like I still <laughs> will on occasion just text my sister. It's been a while just to get a, a visceral reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, goodness. But we're not here to talk about Stain. Thank Christ. We are here. 
Yeah, I would not be on that one, I don't think. Talk about... Look, I wouldn't blame you. I I would advise against it, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do war crimes against people. Look, but we are here to talk about an artist that did take over the airwaves for a while and did turn off a lot of people by how overplayed they were when they were working retail. And that was Carly Rae Jepsen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't get that i don't understand how you can overhear were like, you any in song, retail but- in like 2000 <laughs> fucking eight or whenever that song came out 2012 that song being when call me maybe when sure call me maybe came out yeah i was in retail yeah. and it, it was it ruled it was the only good oh, thing man. about working in retail that year um I, so I also have a thing where I can I regularly will just listen to one song on repeat for an hour, hour and a half. Usually okay. it's okay. um really love covers sure. of Teenage Dirtbag. I like the original song too, but I love covers <laughs> of Teenage Dirtbag. Phoebe Bridgers does a great version. And also Avril Levine's What the Hell I can listen to uh on loop for at this point an undetermined amount of time <laughs> i don't think there is a limit to how long i can just listen to one song on repeat so hearing call me maybe 500 times at work not the worst thing that could happen to me you know <laughs> yeah, dude, look, me, mark and i are both album people is the thing so like yeah. we don't yeah. listen to music that way at like that's just not how we consume it probably the normal way to do it yeah <laughs> what you guys do it's look in a just world in a just society it would be <laughs> however the, the the unfortunate truth is uh, th- this is what that movie the Al Gore made was about is that <laughs> <laughs> it was a follow up to Inconvenient Truth but it was a little ending project yeah, it is, no one really it was on it was on IFC that nobody really yeah. saw it. <laughs> before yeah, IFC yeah. just played Law and Order all day which it does now apparently <laughs> weird yeah back then it was airing between episodes of Portlandia I think most people unfortunately consume music the way that you do and. I'm happy for y'all. I just, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to the same song. I love the Wonder Years. I will yell at people nonstop about how much I love this band. And I listened to that new record when it came out to prep for the podcast, like 20 times over a weekend and burnt myself out on it. Like I, I burnt myself out on my favorite band for a hot fucking minute. <laughs> That's rough. So, so you being able to just like put on one Avril Lavigne song and not want to throw yourself into the Mississippi fucking river is astounding to me. I live really far away from the Mississippi river, so I couldn't do <laughs> that's that. True. I, wanted to. I got, I got that's the Kentucky, uh, and that's still pretty far away. It's like 40 minutes away, but that's the closest big river I got. When you say like that, the way I do it is what the way a lot of people do. I feel like a lot of people listen to songs, but not the same one over and over. I feel like they listen to like, mm. I'm just going to hit shuffle on Spotify and whatever yeah, it gives yeah. me. It's what, but like they don't just do the same. Whereas I literally, I will have teenage dirtbag nights where I can't, no, I can't stop listening <laughs> to teenage dirtbag for less. It, like, I don't get know, out of a teenage dirtbag night in under 45 minutes. I can't do it. <laughs> Jake, here, here's the thing is I think your version, I understand as somebody who hyper fixates on shit. Like I get it. Yeah. That's not how I choose to listen to music, in, like, in particular, generally speaking. I will put, like, an album on repeat a lot, but, like, not 20 times in one weekend was a bit much. Uh, that seems me. like a lot, yeah. <laughs> but the just putting a random playlist on, like, Shuffle, I don't understand making a playlist. If I make a playlist for people, I don't, look, this is what we're talking about right now, it's fine. <laughs> if I make a playlist, it's very intentionally crafted to where, like, this is the order. <laughs> I fucking structure that shit like it's an album. It has a flow to it. You're not supposed to break <laughs> it up. People who put a playlist on shuffle, I, I, I'm afraid of you. I, I, I don't understand. I will say a very common listening experience in our car, less so in our house, but definitely on car rides, is a year or so ago, I built my wife a giant playlist on our plex server that is just about 25 hours of music from the early 90s through mid 2000s okay nice. okay and very and that is just consumed on shuffle but basically we have just recreated like 90s radio, radio. <laughs> right yeah that's yes. the radio at that point yeah that makes sense that's okay but like why <laughs> but you're helping me make sense of it a little bit more now like the how people are, they just miss the radio they just you know there are services that will just build a radio station for y'all. See, right? I, well, see, I, I think that's I think that's part of it, but it's also like if you could tell the radio, not this one, do a different one right now. Sure, you know <laughs> that makes more sense to me than like I very intentionally put all these songs that I want to hear on a playlist, but I also don't give a fuck when I hear them. What 
I don't. <laughs> I care enough to know which ones are going to be there, but I want it to be a complete surprise. Tell me about your experience with this album, Dan. <laughs> When's the first time I heard this record? Probably about a week ago when we finally realized, hey, we're going to make this for it. It's going to happen. It, I had no real incentive to go back and listen to the very first Carly Rae Jepsen record prior to that. <laughs> You don't really just, you don't usually go back to listen to 2008's Tug of War by Carly Jepsen. I love I, Carly Jepsen. I haven't listened to this album in a decade, I think, um, before today. So Fair. It's not as good as her later stuff, but um, I can see the building blocks, and I, and I like that about it. Sure, it's Humble Beginnings, Queen. It, humble, humble Beginnings, Queen, still hate, still hate uh-huh. acoustic guitars, though. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, when's the first time you heard this album by one Carly Rae Jepsen? About five hours ago. <laughs> oh, all right. A little late to the bandwagon. Just a little bit. Yeah, a little late. A little behind the times. Uh, right. I have a complicated opinion on this album at the top, which I will say because I don't think it'll spoil listening to this album. And it just is something that Dan and I discuss regularly because of our particular shared background. For reasons I cannot explain, this album sounds to me like an early 2000s CCM album. Mark, could you scroll down in your album in the, the album talk notes for a second? <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who came to the same conclusion? <laughs> who is who is CCM? Who is that? CCM <laughs> just stands for Contemporary Christian Music. Oh, okay. But I like the idea that it abbreviates uh, like an artist of some type. <laughs> I was, That's also I, entertaining. Because I'm dyslexic, and the first time I saw that, I thought it was, um, oh, who is the Creedence Clearwater Revival? I was like, is that, is that <laughs> sure. And then I was like, well, no, that's not it. That's not it at all. And then I was like, I'll just wait. I'll, one of them will mention what that is to me. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Uh, this is this is something uh, that I'm lifting from uh, Amy in parentheses Bad Boy Hoffman of Future Teens. The thing is that CCM is actually just really competently made pop music. That's why it all. That's why it especially like sounds this way. That's why. <laughs> that's why <laughs> is that they're they're just making you know albeit like a seven to ten year old version of that thing. Um, sure. Yep ccm lags behind the general market by five to ten years yeah it's it's a thing i want you to look at what everyone at like hillsong is wearing (laughs) and tell me we're we're lying (laughs) tell me that we're lying to you uh i i don't i don't have the same the same background so i didn't i didn't pick up on any of those um but i'm also the same person who because because i'm i feel like i'm a little bit younger than i know i'm a little bit younger than mark and i feel like i'm a little bit younger than than dan um so because i was i was a teenager in the in the mid 2000s so my all most of my christian music is going oh reliant k is is christian music? <laughs> and then nope. being like oh okay and then be like oh switchfoot is okay yeah sure, sure all right sure. um and then just kind of like letting that wash over me and not um have to deal with it anymore <laughs> so i cannot wait for the day that i bully mark into us just covering a, a, a random ccm artist that we can, we can so we can actually just be the most critical versions of ourselves just, for, yeah just like, let, let the real you the deep you get out yeah the re- look before we started our episode our last episode which i didn't mention in this last episode listener that was our 100th episode last episode oh congratulations we did 100 episodes mark wasn't there for all of them but he was there for most of them but, <laughs> still counts but i was here <laughs> i was here the whole time baby <laughs> or i'm sorry depending on how you feel about my presence in particular <laughs> but yeah one day i'll uh i'll i'll bully you into like doing a ccm version of this and we will because i feel like that it, it's gotta be me and you bud if if that's gonna happen on this version of the show <laughs> like that, i'm trying that's already to figure something out we, who the like if we're doing ccm who mm-hmm. is what is the funniest version of that to do right exactly yeah that's that is the question is like what is the most like pro, like this because is in my heart i want the answer to be like jawbone hill or johnny q public that's but never them had any like cultural penetration so that won't make any I have, sense i've never heard those names before in my entire life <laughs> so they were like mid-90s grunge ccm <laughs> oh okay <laughs> 
there used to be charts, Jake. I'm not, this is (laughs) legitimate charts like that unfolded and they would hang on the wall of your youth group uh, that were like, do you like the sound of this? not christian band try this instead uh, okay this is the one that'll get you into heaven if you live right <laughs> exactly right. Uh, okay and so the, the jawbone hills of the world were like so you want to listen to nirvana uh but you still want to get into heaven try jawbone hill <laughs> <laughs> um in the in the early 90s i was only listening to country music and they didn't have to hide any of that uh, they have, have to trick no. you with it. No. Um, so I guess I just missed most of that experience. Uh, but I did get I did get Shania Twain and Garth Brooks out of it, and I I wouldn't trade that That's for fair. anything. So. Amongst all the like the pop country in the world, you're if you're coming out with at least Shania Twain in your back pocket, okay? Yeah, yeah. The answer Sorry. may be DC Talk because they had a, a manageable I, number of albums. I don't know about them decent Christian talk boys. <laughs> it may be too i may be that may be too raw of an experience mark i don't want to be like what mark do you want to you're gonna sit here and tell me to my face you want to get on this mic and talk about a song called colored people i don't <laughs> yikes do you want me to talk about my first time hearing carly ray jepson's album to get you out of this tailspin <laughs> yes please <laughs> or we can talk about tailspin the animated after school disney <laughs> television show where blue where, flew a where plane blue was, a, was a pilot yeah, yeah. every time if i think about tailspin i think about the ducktales theme song which i think is about as much as i can do on tailspin mm. um Tailspin but, Blue had a sidekick named Kit Cloud Kicker. Kit, that's a, that is a Star Wars ass name, by right? the way. It is. Um, uh, my, the first time I heard Carly Rae Jepsen's Tug of War was uh, shortly after um, I heard her breakthrough album, Kiss. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me check out the. Well, maybe it was actually after that. There was because I, I remember my friend Josh being like, "Oh, she has a she has an album from before that," and I was like, "What?" Um, and then I listened to it. I think probably on YouTube. Like I just Googled uh, all the songs and listened to sure. it there because I found out today that I don't have the album, so I had to have listened to it somehow. And this was way before Spotify, <laughs> so I think I listened to it that. And I was like, "Oh, this is neat." I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back to listening to Kiss um, instead. But I do if you're hearing it again today, I do like it a lot more than I remember liking it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm also a much softer touch now i cried uh, watching the mario movie i ugly cried at the end of the mario movie yesterday i saw um, that he look luigi saves mario and you don't expect that to happen but it's like a brother sibling stuff gets me every time and sure. luigi's like comes out of nowhere <laughs> okay. saves mario and i was like how dare you do this to me luigi so we're not talking about movies so we're not gonna not talking about not, the movie yeah if if you're wondering and you've listened this far into the podcast already why are they talking about movies and you skipped over our last three episodes first of all how dare you uh <laughs> <laughs> but also welcome back we're doing sophomore slump for a bit because sag and wga are still on strike and so we just don't want to fuck with any of that and we we just decided let's just steer clear movies until that's all in a better place so we're doing these episodes and yeah if you haven't done one of these with us before we listen to the album live and you can listen along with us if you want to do that we have all the timestamps in the description below so you can like jump back in if you get desynced Regardless of however you choose to consume this uh, hashtag content, uh, <clears throat> we'll count down from three, two, one, go, and we will press play on go. That all makes sense. I think that all makes sense. Makes sense to me. Is everyone ready to actually get this Ding Dang record started? I am. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, you're so excited. You you sound so stoked, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so cool, so absolutely Chomping psyched out of your mind. It is <laughs> banana is how excited you are. Okay. All right. Well, I will count us down. Three, two, one, go. And we will press play on go. Y'all ready? Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On three, two, one, go. Now, now comes the delicate dance of trying to get the the volume the mix right in my in my ears <laughs> right what year is this from and i know the answer is 2008 but you know what i'm really asking right we starting this the, record off with bucket the first song that this reminds me of is uh no rain by blind melon mm. oh okay yeah i don't know if that's like accurate or not but that's just the first thing that 
that hits my brain. Jake, this song has upstrokes. You're famously not a ska fan, but <laughs> does that is that a thing that you're not allowed yeah, to, ska to go upwards unless you're doing ska? Is that <laughs> it's that syncopated little like little reggae like rooted like upstroke yeah. syncopation on the off note? Yeah, that's why it sounds bouncy. The look, I love the bounce. I like the bounce of it. Okay. The problem, the problem is that every ska song that I've ever heard, outside of like a couple less than Jake's and some real big fish, like it literally sounds like it's the same. And I don't know if that's. <laughs> I think that's a me problem. But it's, my very it's, dear friend Eric used to describe ska as it is like a bunch of clowns hitting each other on the head with hammers. Yeah, that's. I, I can see that. <laughs> This is also, I think I read somewhere when I was looking up um, this album on on the Wikipedia um, recently um, that this is like interpolating a children's song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you not know Hole in the Bucket? Uh, Nope. (laughs) Wow. Didn't you grow up? It's an old Harry Belafonte song for children. (laughs) Yeah. We used to sing this song on road trips frequently because it's the sort of song that can just kind of sing forever. Huh? For that, I, <laughs> didn't 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 do a lot of road trips growing up. TBQA. <laughs> it's I, it's, it's hard a conversation for me to take between a man named Henry and his partner named Liza, arguing oh. about a hole in a bucket and how they should fix it, either with straw. Uh, but it's one of those like like the premise establishes and then it just so it's like we should fix it with straw well the straw is too long cut it well, well uh, the knife's too dull we'll sharpen it well i don't have a stone uh, that like it's, it's so, just it's that but forever it's just sort of a, bo- a b- uh, bottles on the beer bottles on the wall kind of kind yes. of deal where you just keep <laughs> doing that it tradition. forever yeah in the, <laughs> in the, in the story the story tradition <laughs> of the lamb chop song yes <laughs> we- <laughs> We are already out of bucket and we're into tug of war. Yes. I, this this album is thirty one minutes long, which is a quick listen. Um, yeah, yeah, we've been doing those lately. Uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah, we did. We just did Pet Symmetry prior to this, and all of those albums. I think the last one was maybe close to forty, but the first two clocked in under thirty. That's real like quick. that's like in and out real quick, just like get in and get out. I like that. This is a title track, by the way. We're on Tug of War. Yeah. She wonders who's your screwing. So this, I think this is before she was on Canadian Idol because she was on Canadian Idol, which is American mm-hmm. Idol, but in Canada, in case you um, sure didn't <laughs> parse that together. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the only thing I've ever seen of her on Canadian Idol is her doing a cover of Killer Queen by Queen. Ooh. Um uh, and it's very good, um, but I don't know if this is before that or after that. I had to imagine it's after, but I'm trying to put myself into like the 2008 version of myself while experiencing this. <laughs> I don't know. I see. I don't know if I would have been if I would have been as receptive in 2008 because that was the mm-hmm. um, that's when I started college. That's the, sure. the year after I, I took like a gap year after graduating in 2007. AKA didn't get into any colleges for a year. Um, <laughs> and then a, a film school was like, we we're an orphanage. We'll take anybody um, as long as you pay for it. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. And so I did that. Um, but 2008, specifically like September 2008, I just started college. Um, I know Fall Out Boy's Folly Ado came out around then. Um, mm-hmm. And I was into that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would have been into this, but um, you know, who's to say that was, that was so long ago. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna ask like what were what was Jake listening to in two thousand eight? But it's the answers Fallout Boy. Of course the it answer's was Fallout Fall Boy. Boy. It was uh, a lot of Alkaline Trio. Um sure. that that was sort of my uh my intro to the emo punk kind of space. Um was catching um sure. Alkaline Trio in two thousand and two, I wanna say is when We've Had Enough came out. I saw the music video on Fuse TV. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is a sentence that children today can't understand. Like it just sounds like TV static to them. Um, we have an intersection there in that I I am more familiar with Alkaline Trio than most of that genre because they came out on Asian Man Records, and I've spent yeah. most of my life listening to anything that comes out of Asian Man. Yeah, they did the they did a split EP with uh, Hot Water Music, I think, through them. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a like secretly a big alkaline trio fan <laughs> i don't talk about it a ton. it doesn't it doesn't come up a lot i also like haven't listened to the new album and i've only listened to the one before that uh a couple times but um like they're and this is a weird topic for a carly jepson uh thing but tug of war is just kind of a meandery song this song is just kind of doing its own thing um but yeah i heard, I heard uh is, is when good morning came out and then i heard stupid kid and I was like, I'm just going to get into them. And then I, uh, the, some of the first things I ever stole from the internet were Alkaline Trio albums off of Kazaa. <laughs> Legit. I, I guess what we're finding out today is that Mike Park is the glue holding this, this, this <laughs> three-way <laughs> relationship together. together. Yeah. <laughs> this is Money and the Ego. I really enjoy the entry of this song. It's a fun opener. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of gu- acoustic guitars, though. I just hate, hate, <laughs> I still hate acoustic them. guitar. <laughs> Even though the song has humble beginnings, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do really think that this whole album, you can kind of like, if you break it down to its component parts, you can see how how every single thing after this sort of happened, mm-hmm. um, like like i can see how kiss came after this where it's way poppier but then like the, her newer albums um like the the loneliest time is a, is a lot more uh i guess like sort of stripped down um with you know some exceptions but i and i feel like this seems like a weird rosetta stone that i had completely forgotten about for the rest of her music <laughs> sure my my handwritten notes on this song say this song sounds like the theme song to a CW show from the early 2000s. Oh, this absolutely. Yeah. I, w- I would watch You're Two right. Tree Hill with this on. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. I wish that existed. I wish that was the sequel to One Tree Hill. That's that's like, you know, how like Boruto is like after Naruto. It's like oh, Two yeah. Tree Hill. Goes to I, I immediately went too fast, too furious in my head. So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. The, the, the absolute undisputed king of... Uh, of sequel naming conventions the 2x 2y <laughs> two hill two tree i know exactly two hill, two one tree. thing about one tree hill and that is that it has minkus from boy meets world in it minkus is on it it's on um, so- <laughs> sophia bush is was one of okay. the leads um and i just uh, i've had a deep abiding love of Correct. her since uh, oh it's got the door guy in it yeah. too Ah, is it Hillary Burton? Because if it's not Hillary Burton, I don't know anybody else's names. Uh, Chad Michael Murray. Was Chad Michael. Gilmore. Yeah. Okay. He yeah, was yeah. in a Gilmore for a while. <laughs> was it that? That makes sense because I feel like like Gilmore Girls was like a feeder program to other yeah. CW shows. <laughs> uh, but this this definitely I would like this is a, this is about like a kid who had to move to like Idaho and hates it there. You know, sure. and like. <laughs> Which is just one state away from Caitlin's way, which is she had to move to Montana and hated it. I actually really, I quite enjoy this song. I have a real good time with it. It's this, I think this is the song that got stuck in my head from the record. Like, I hadn't listened to this. Mm. song in particular and like it's very a hooky, week at yeah. this point and it's the one that came to mind yeah if if any song was making it onto a playlist post uh this listening to this album again i would probably be this one it's got a a weirdly like brandy carlisle kind of vibe to it mm. um, yeah i can hear like that. a mu- like For a sure. much happier brandy carlisle but like still <laughs> also this album did come out post canadian idol which makes a lot of sense. Okay. This is now Tell Me. We're already down to the fourth song. Yeah. And this is two minutes and 20 seconds. This is a TikTok song. <laughs> like this, is, this, this entire song could fit yeah. in a video on Twitter, which has a two minute and 20 second time limit. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact time limit on TikTok videos. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Actually, they took away yeah. the three minute feature. 
like yeah, and they put very recently and they put 10 minutes on and every, if we hate 10 minutes and if we stop it at three minutes it doesn't promote it the same way a three minute did tiktok why do you do this and the only answer i can come up with is because because uh, i'm fascinated by the fact that i know that both me and jake are on tiktok and i have never once run into you on there not i don't po- <laughs> i don't post on tiktok is the trick that is that look <laughs> that's probably just like wise words to live by just don't post um, on tiktok yeah so honestly. the thing the thing when i started like looking at tiktok and a lot of it is just looking at tiktok because like sometimes i'll just be like i'm just gonna put tiktok and then i just will disassociate for like three hours right um right which i've tried to like cut down because i was like this is ruining my brain and i can feel that um <laughs> but like i when i when i got tiktok i was like i made like the conscious decision like i'm not gonna i'm i'm not gonna post on here i didn't like comment on anything and i don't want to brag but I have, I would say my ratio of top comments to not top comments is way in the favor of top <laughs> comments. And it, that's, that's anxiety inducing enough. I cannot imagine <laughs> having a video accidentally hit the algorithm. Oh mm. boy, that would be absolutely nuts. That's um, what, that's the part that I'm most surprised about is because like, I feel like I come across, we have some overlap of, of stuff. And I feel like I should have seen a, like a Jake Mason comment somewhere. It's like, um, well, and yet. <laughs> and and yeah i mean if you see anything from resident boogeyman that's me because that's okay. <laughs> that's the, the what i just put on there because that's the i think of my the twitch thing i, I think that's the first place sure uh, that i had that because my roommate uh my first day of college it's also my best friend um we moved down there together um we were putting a couch together and heard a weird noise somewhere and he was like oh that's just our resident boogeyman Ooh. and that just <laughs> stuck and so that's that's where i am that's this that's the secret um i don't post don't come looking for me i no one follows me because i'm private um and that's yeah it's just it's just a nice little place i don't have to worry about anything um oh yeah we love that this is heavy lifting now by the way yeah this is i think the least looking at the numbers on spotify at least the least played song I do not understand uh, Spotify no, it's, listening numbers. It's, it's they not d- the it's it's not, but it's close. Uh, I <laughs> fundam I, I I get mad when I look at that stuff on Spotify. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the song people are sleeping on on these records. Why is this happening? How does this happen? And the answer is people don't listen to full records. They listen to yeah. the singles, mm-hmm. and then maybe like they listen to the first three tracks, and then they get bored and switch to something else. I feel like there's there's been a kind of a rash of uh, n- not recently. I feel like it like the albums I've listened to recently are are not doing this, but there was a while where like it seemed like the first three songs were like the Sphinx's riddles that you had to get through to get to the rest of the album <laughs> for like a lot of stuff. And I don't like that's not a that's not a good idea. But I just felt the like they were, were like just daring, daring you to, to listen going. to the rest. <laughs> it's not a winning yeah. strategy if you want to make your listeners stick around for sure you, gotta, you um, need to grab them with that first song you gotta yeah you gotta front load it um like the mountain goats like they do a weird thing where they will put all their good songs at the start and the end and then the middle um for not mm. all of their albums but for some of their albums is like just long bummers for here's the <laughs> like, thing i have argued for a long time because uh when listening to pet symmetry one of the things dan and i commented on is that those albums are all structured very well like whoever assembled them did a great job mm-hmm. and i have argued for a long time that the mountain goats and john darnell is awful at assembling his own albums and i am it, yeah. it feels so validating jake to hear you say that because it, i yeah. have screamed that from rooftops for a while it's, now it's so weird because like i'm a i'm a, I'm a i would say a, a medium large mountain goats sure. fan like you know <laughs> sure. i like i like mountain goats like a, a lot but not i don't know every single song off every album right sure. but every time i listen to any album except for beat the champ their professional wrestling album which is really good pretty <laughs> so much all the brand. way through so on brand <laughs> look i think there's one song i like more than uh foreign object or choked out out of their whole sure. discography <laughs> foreign object um, is great that's fair it's very good um and uh but it like that one is like pretty even but like uh was it getting into knives i like it's mm-hmm. got i love get famous and it starts with get famous and then there's like some stuff at the end that's really good but there's like it's like five songs in the middle that are just like weird slow bummers and i'm like you didn't need to put all these right next to each other 
I don't. I, I want to go away. I was listening to it while I was walking through the woods because uh, I have a, a long uh, sure. rails to trails near yep. me, and like it's like a four mile walk there. You know, to the not the end, but like to where I usually stop and back. And I was like. I only I only put this album. This is the only album that I have like ready to like listen to on on my uh, phone. And I, there's a part where I was like, I think I'm just gonna. I might want to walk in silence because this is getting a little <laughs> getting a little bummery, John. I how um, do you listen to the Mountain Goats and then be upset that you have a bummer record? That's my follow up question. <laughs> it's not that it's not that it's a bummer record. It's there's so many bummers in a row without any like aperitifs in between. You know, like okay. I just need I just need something with a major seventh in there anywhere. You know, just like just anywhere in the middle of those, and I'll be okay. Gotcha. <laughs> we are on to Sunshine on My Shoulders, and yes, it's a cover of the John Denver song. This, and I can't, again, I can't explain myself, but this is part of the reason this feels like a CCM album to me. And that is because oh, this is a thing that, that they did CCM, this all the time. Like, all yeah. the grab just a, like a vaguely positive song and jam it in, like, uh, you know, a, a 60s, 70s, whatever cover song and jam it into their album. Yeah. Every now and then they tweak a lyric or two to say, like, see, it's about Jesus, huh? Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> there was a, CCM swing band called the W's <laughs> that covered was. Country Roads of all songs. Country that I feel like Country Roads is like the worst song to cover if you're not from West Virginia because <laughs> like everyone can tell. I love that song. Yep. My my little brother and I drove from up here in New Hampshire down to Texas um, and then back once the pandemic hit, like nine months later. Literally, I think we listened. I think we listened to Country Roads like twenty times driving through West Virginia. Yep, and it's, you gotta when you drive through West Virginia, you gotta listen to Country Roads. You got, My mom was born good, in West Virginia, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, I West Virginia, I might be like the prettiest state I've ever driven through. It was, it was great. Um, but like, I feel like if anyone else sings that, you're like, come on, come on, you're not. I, I can tell you're from no, Ohio. Let's let get. Let, come on. <laughs> I believe Dan, weren't the W's from your neck of the woods? Something tells me they were from Oregon. Uh, or Oklahoma, or, or I was thinking they were Oklahoma, but as I, I look, look it up, that is Oregon, and that is why yeah. I was associating it. I yep. do, they nope, both they start with O's. We have one thing in common. <laughs> do you remember the W's? There's a lot what of white people swingy? in both places. <laughs> sure. <laughs> one of them was established very clearly to be a place for white people to move and it wasn't mine so and it's, and it's it's the one you strangely, don't expect it's, the, it's secretly it's the they, one you yeah. expect yeah <laughs> honestly pretty pretty fun poppy cover of this song i'm not unhappy with this song it's what i'm not mad at this cover it's fine i i don't think i've ever heard the original so i think this is this is pretty nice that is (laughs) fascinating to me uh look it's i i grew up on like country and john denver was just not country enough for what i like my parents were into wow that like it never really crossed over because my dad's into outlaw country and my mom was into like pop country and uh john denver just did not land in kind of either of those spaces so (laughs) John Denver yep. was a big deal in my household because my parents both liked him, but also because he did two full-length made-for-television films with the, the Muppets. Muppets. It's the Muppets. Uh, Mark, I knew it was the Muppets. It's, oh, it's always the Muppets. <laughs> you, All roads lead to the I'm Muppets. a very simple man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the W's that you were talking about from Oregon, apparently, were famous for their song, famous with a, a lowercase f, for The Devil is Bad. The name of the song is The Devil is Bad, I think. Yep, yep, and it just repeated that. I <laughs> I would like to note Honestly? briefly before we lose this thread <laughs> uh-huh. that less than Jake covered Rainbow Connection. That feels like I need to like okay thread Scott I, and the Muppets I, I together somehow. Out. I will definitely um, check that. Out. I somehow <laughs> did not know that Alkaline Trio covered a song. Um, uh, dum 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 dum. I don't know what that song is. That's the melody. Moving right along, is that a Muppet song? Oh yeah, that oh, is. Yeah, yeah. Muppet song. Al- yeah they were. Uh, they- Alkaline Trio covered that. My little brother did not know it was a Muppet song. I was like, Alkaline Trio has this weird song out that is really good, and I was like, Yeah, this is a Muppet song, Scoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, there's a whole album. Uh, like Weezer was on it, Haley Williams was on it, My Morning Jacket was on it. There's a whole album 
in like the mid 2000s of the green album what did they call it did they just call it the green album the the cover was called is, the green album, yeah. is yeah it's that was just, that is not the one that less than jake is from with less his, than jake uh, like, like in, well next thing yeah. yeah yeah that's the one yep yeah less than jake was like in the mid 90s they cut like a seven inch vinyl of rainbow connection when they were still okay. kind of a small time it's not a great recording like it's it's yeah. kind of rough but <laughs> <laughs> We're on to Worldly Matters, by the way, which is, like, this is the most Jesus-y one on here, right? Mm. It, does, it, the it does feel very, yeah. It's the, it's the everything. It's, it's just the worldly, phrase, uh, the Worldly Matters, they just don't matter at all. That, well, that sounds very very jesus yeah, <laughs> that, that's one of those that secret words that like if you didn't grow yeah. up in evangelical circles i don't know if it'd connect but like worldly was a spe- specific way to describe things that weren't approved within the church <laughs> okay i don't know why that was the thing but worldly was a was I, like it was a passcode for like yeah a we slightly different way to say secular we yeah we shouldn't be preoccupied with worldly matters Mark, because we're yeah. caught up in spiritual warfare, we need like we need to turn our thoughts to the Lord, <laughs> um, and also Lord, singer songwriter Lord, Lord, yeah, <laughs> yes, and her great cover of John Denver's "Country Roads." <laughs> she did not. That, I I think that might kick ass though. Actually, if Lord did that. That might um, be not bad. I'm. I'm not very like I so John Denver did cover the Lord's Prayer. Well with an E there you go. Lord with an E the Lord's Prayer, that song is called Royals. Uh, (laughs) uh, so I I didn't I didn't where I where I grew up and live again, um it's like I mean now that I'm an adult, it's not like a thing, but like because when you're a teenager, like I feel like if there are if it's like a religious area that like you are experience that more just by the kids that are around you more right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like it's like a relatively religious area i don't know which kind um because it's the northeast uh i think Mm -hmm. my friend's mom is lutheran i don't know if that's lutherans and episcopalians are real big in the northeast okay um so there's there's a lot of presbys up that way that's they can only eat fish on Wednesdays. Is that the? Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite joke about Presbyterians. Um, the, um, so like, but that last song, "Worldly Matters," does sound like something that I would have heard like driving by a church for sure. Um, <laughs> yep, we're on the sweet. In the original now. Muppet movie, when they find the Electric Mayhem, the Electric Mayhem are playing in a deconsecrated church, and they walk in, and Fozzie says, "They don't look like Presbyterians to me." <laughs> I'm just going to talk about the Muppets now. That's I've, we're committed. This is not this is look, happening in this podcast. Everyone who tuned into this to hear about Carly Ridge Epson is very disappointed in us. But <laughs> the people who grew up in evangelicalism are having uh, the time of their life. Alkaline Trio fans losing it right now. Absolutely <laughs> um, foaming at the mouth. Here's the thing. I'll have a lot more to say with the next album. <laughs> for, for sure. But. <laughs> I saw one other review that uh, we all, I almost pulled as well for us up top that was like, <laughs> somebody's like, I've showed this record to my friends and they're like, so now you're finally getting to pop country. And so I hit them. I did physical violence to them. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, this is like folk pop. I get why maybe that distinction might annoy you a little bit, but this is not I, too dissimilar yeah. from early Taylor Swift. I, I get why no, they said that. for sure. There's there's also like the like speaking of uh, Shania Twain. Um, <laughs> Remember I don't know how long ago we ago? mentioned her. Yeah. So speaking of Shania Twain, um, there's a, just like the like the weird anecdote about how like half of all country singers from the '90s were from from Canada, mm-hmm. and like they're all singing about farms and stuff, and they like they're from Montreal or Vancouver or wherever, and they don't <laughs> sure. live on farms. I feel like this sort of like this is 2008 contemporary shania twain in a way like it kind of feels like that like i could i could definitely see that (laughs) because we're just folding our threads in on themselves at this point ccm band roper covered you're still the one by shania Twain. 
I love the idea of Shania Train where it's just like Shania Twain doing drops of Jupiter. <laughs> oh no, that'd be awful. <laughs> it would be Shania is so much better than that. But you know, I was just imagining a Shania Train themed passenger train. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. So there's there, there's a bunch of there's uh like the sleeper car as soon as you walk in it just starts playing whose bed have your boots been under? Correct. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um which I think is Shania Twain's best song, but I I understand that the um the man I feel like a woman uh sure. contention would, you know, I get I get it. Trust me. It's a great song, but We're on to hotel, hotel shampoos? shampoos. Yeah. Which Actually, I think, and this is probably a weird statement, but this might be my favorite song on this album. Okay, I don't, I can't explain it. it. Just like when I when this one clicked, I was like, I'm jamming. This one is, it's working. Like I just, I, I quite enjoy this. It's like a corny sort of melancholy, uh missing, lost love sort of like it's. Yeah. right down the middle you know it's just it's it's exactly the thing that it's trying to be and maybe that's why i like it I don't, but i would say that's largely this whole album right like all of these tracks are individually pretty good i think uh and they're all just sort of like all right well this is going to be the horny love song and this is the right. sad love song and this is the happy song and they're all just kind of middle of the road versions of those things but they're all good like the everything on this album is there's not a song that i have a bad time with yeah i think so i i i also like this song i think the one of like her bigger strengths as a songwriter at least in like the later albums is doing like really fun bubblegum pop that doesn't feel like hollow because mm. um, there's a there's you know there there's a lot of pop songs that are like you wrote this song so you could have a song on the radio and there is right, nothing yes. else to it <laughs> and i feel like she's really good at like having a song that has at least some sort of like connection to like the human experience sure, uh, in sure, a way sure. and i feel like this is like kind of on that same that same uh track because mm. it could be it's corny but it's not like cheesy corny right right yeah i'm interested to hear her develop as a lyricist as we go on there, I I still think that like the maybe one of the the top most romantic lyrics of all time is in "Call Me Maybe." Uh, so, <laughs> okay, Jake. Uh, okay, you can look. Next episode's gonna be a time. It's it's gonna jump out. and that wait wait till we get to emotion. That's that's wall to wall bangers. Uh, so, <laughs> look, I I feel like emotions get emotion is the one to beat for number one i think probably for everybody it's just just making a guess just taking a stab in the dark it's gonna be hard it's such a good (laughs) album (laughs) we're on to sour candy yeah this is our outro song i love this vanessa carlton song It, this sounds like Vanessa Carlton. Okay, I was sour. like, I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe this joke I had it does not make as much sense an hour after I no, listened to it the first you're, time. You're right. You're right. Yeah, hundred percent. on Yep. I'm on board. I do. I. It. It sounds like that fucking uh, cover she did with Counting Crows for sure. Uh, sour yeah. Candy sounds like a Peanuts character. That <laughs> sounds like the name of a Peanuts <laughs> character. <laughs> That's Peppermint Patty's mean cousin. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. band of Peppermint Patty is Sour Candy. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty good, too. I yeah, like this, this is pretty good. Like <laughs> Honestly, this one's pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty mid on most of this record, but... There's a lyric in this song, what a twisted, twisted, twisted game. Here we are. It's, it's twisted. <laughs> there it is. That uh, just made me think of Twisted Metal, the most twisted of games. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what about Twister? Now, Twisted Metal. <laughs> Twister doesn't have anyone in an ice cream truck trying to kill you. 
Right. That's not a, it could be more <laughs> twisted. Well, maybe not the way you play it. No, that's true. I don't well, know how y'all play it down Metal in down Oklahoma. Is it, it was it, like it was a game. Like the narrative of Twisted Metal, right? Is that like it's a it's a competition? Yeah, the winner gets their monkey paw dream or whatever. And it's so twisted. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like I, love, if, I don't know why, but I loved the Twisted Metal games. Every last one of them, I played them so much. Have, I know we can't talk about movies and stuff. Have you seen the new show? There's, there's a show. I haven't Peacock. yet. I need uh, to watch it because I love that franchise. It's like pretty okay. And I, but then again, I am also <laughs> the the one of like the only people who actively liked the new Resident Evil show. Um, mm, like okay. I think that's just like a good. That's just a good t- TV. Watch it. Is the new Resident Evil TV show. Um, Listen, there are several people with that Twisted Metal television program that I personally find very attractive, so I will be happy to watch it. That, so, uh, did, uh, Stephanie Beatrice is in it, I believe? From who? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. From, from, from uh, the cop show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Um, professional wrestler Samoa Joe is the body of Sweet Tooth, but not <laughs> the tooth. voice. <laughs> sure. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that's it's it. Quick that's album. All of them. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a real breezy listen. Yeah. Yeah. That was very much my experience with it when I checked it out. Is had a surprisingly good time with this. Like there's nothing Yeah. It was easy. Groundbreaking in there. It's not something I'm gonna return to frequently. But I, I enjoyed the listen on both occasions when I listened in prep and listening to it with you guys. It's a fun time. But I I am not angry at that music being on in the background. If Same. I ran into Carly Rae Jepsen in public and she was like, what did you think about my cover of John Denver's Sunshine song? <laughs> I would say that was a pretty easy, breezy, beautiful cover, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got there. <laughs> Waiting 15 seconds for Mark to stop talking to make that halfway decent <laughs> joke. <laughs> I would love to run into someone that famous and have them ask me a really specific question. Look, like that <laughs> this is what um, I fantasize about is that somebody very famous sets me up perfectly. Taylor Swift, like, what'd you think about my cover of mean uh, or my, my version of Mean that I played at the Grammys. And I'd be like, that's my favorite version of that song that you play. <laughs> wow. Um, funny. You should ask that very specific question to me and absolutely yeah, fucking thank, no one. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> uh, why are you in public? <laughs> I'm never I'm never worried about Taylor Swift being public because if somebody looks at her the wrong way, an army of I'm sure well-meaning like Christian housewives will come out of nowhere to. I mean, here's the thing: is <laughs> half the amount of people that are are out there are her fans who are absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I I've been the the bit this year this season on the morphine grid is I'm naming every episode after a Taylor Swift song for yep. reasons that I don't quite understand anymore. <laughs> um, and so I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift lately because I'd be like, what song? Uh, I found a, a lyrics database and I would type in a word <laughs> relevant to the episode, listen to the song, see if it fits. And that girl knows her way around a song. I am uh, not mad that I have to listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> but she is a very competent singer songwriter. I love that we're talking about Taylor Swift on a Carly Rae Jepsen episode. Uh, but we've also already like talked about Christian swing music in the 90s, so it, it, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. Nothing matters. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I feel like if there's anything you can say about Carly Rae Jepsen's mm-hmm. 2008 album Tug of War, it's that yes. I would I feel like it would fit in the same place as a Taylor Swift album from around that time. Um, yeah, I don't think which I wrong. believe was Speak Now. Maybe was Speak Now was 2008. Maybe that was Fearless. I'm not sure. <laughs> You were talking, Jake, a little bit before we got recording about how you're like, you love Carly Rae Jepsen and you love K-pop and like that's a crossover for mm-hmm. you. I was talking to yeah. a friend of mine this last week and they brought up this like K-pop act pink or uh, FX and like their record pink tape. Are you familiar with this at all? I am not. I think I've, I think I know of the group, but I don't uh, I'm not 100 percent sure I could name a song they done. Okay, like for like apparently, uh, I believe the song "When I'm Alone" uh, by FX. It was originally like a song for Carly Rae Jepsen, and then like they took it. And apparently, there's a lot of like th- they're like one of like the OG K 
K-pop bands in the state, but they just like never took off. They were like underappreciated, and then I think Girls' Generation was like the next band that was like yeah. on their label, and they just took over the fucking world, and nobody yeah, knows about I, okay. FX now. Now that you said they were from that long ago, I definitely know who FX is because they're okay. like there's weird like waves of K-pop that like um like until like BTS you know mm-hmm. decided they were going to be the number one band on the planet earth um, they woke up one like, day and decided what if we just they were, were like what if we on planet earth, and like and and here's the thing we're on a music uh podcast so i feel like i can talk about bts for one second and how that they're like very okay like i don't like they're like as, <laughs> as a k-pop fan they are like the most like milk toast k-pop they seem like lovely boys like as people, sure. I genuinely think they are probably lovely. If you boys. told me "lovely boys" was the name of a K-pop group, I would one hundred percent believe you. There is a new sure. uh, one called "Boy Next Door," I think. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, but like they're like they're up until like I like because I like Dynamite, and I like Butter. They're two of their bigger songs. Pretty pretty fun. Everything else, I'm like, this is this is fine. This is yeah, pretty pretty okay music. Um, but then but they were like the number one. They were huge, and I was like, that's so weird to me. Um, but again, they seem like I've seen a video of them like uh with and i have to say this because they're they're fans we're talking about fans that are go nuts like tales Webs. the their fans are called the army um Mm -hmm. because they are uh out of control i am way less afraid of bts fan folk that is that is the last mistake you will ever make if you you go too far with it i look i i disagree i feel like there's a much more diverse fan base of people who listen to like and are obsessed with bts anyone you know could be really into bts of any like uh, of like color or creed and a lot of taylor swift fans are white women who really know how to weaponize that in harmful ways against maybe other (laughs) minorities that are not uh as white as everyone on this podcast how we feeling about this record y'all about that we've definitely focused on this entire podcast I think uh, I think we did a great job talking about it. I like it. I think <laughs> Knocked out I think the problem I think the problem is that I know it's about to pop off in a major way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like four in like sure. the real world. It was like four years later, but like you know, next episode I get to listen to Kiss. Um, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you know it's well crafted. It's well it, for for what it's trying to be. Like it's right in the pocket. You know, it's not it's not blowing the doors off, but. but I, I, I had a generic good time with this album, which is maybe more than I expected. It's a, look, I'm not terribly familiar with Carly Rae Jepsen's discography. I'm a very passive listener of her stuff and, and that like I'm bisexual and therefore half the people that I associate <laughs> with are love Carly Rae Jepsen, love her yeah. and would kill and die for her. So, yeah, the, she's the queen of the universe, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Like, I get it. Yeah, there yeah. Was, <laughs> Carly Rae. Whenever I was like doing research for the album and stuff, and pulling up all of our like summary at the top of this uh, on <laughs> Wikipedia, it was like she has a lot of fans in the queer community, in particular uh, gay <laughs> men in their thirties. And I was like, that is the most accurate statement I've ever read in my <laughs> entire life. Uh, is do, that like? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> um do you know about the give carly ray jepson a sword campaign uh i'm i'm part of it now i i i'm i'm <laughs> finding you, you out give- about it right now and i'm already a member <laughs> here's the thing someone was like we should give carly ray jepson a sword and every single concert she's done since then she gets a sword someone oh gives God. her a sword <laughs> i wish that could be me honestly right that's that's power that's That's real power that's not like that's not taylor swift like actively affecting the economy and like keeping us out of a recession with the eras door power power. (laughs) destroying the environment by taking a a jet three hours away uh uh, look taylor doesn't give up both hands (laughs) the left hand giveth and the right hand taketh away man yeah Yeah. it's fine she said trump was mean once it's it all balances out Again, I'm it, terrified. Right? We're kind I'm of terrified of Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're kind of like we're, we're done. running out of steam here and stuff to talk about with this album. And I think that's kind of reflective of the album. There's just like, there's not a lot to sink your teeth into, at least for me. Uh, I, again, I, I I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would, which is really making me feel good about the fact that I'm going to be listening to a lot more Carly Rae Jepsen, <laughs> <laughs> having a 
I would say like a B minus experience with this album makes me feel like I'm I'm more excited for the for the upcoming episodes than I might have been. <laughs> I don't know that I would put this at a B minus. I don't. We're not used to giving like letter grades to this or whatever else. Oh. I, I um, want to be clear that but B minus is not a rating of the album. The B minus is the rating of the of the experience. My the engagement the with the album. The experience yeah. I had listening to the album was sure. a B minus music listening experience. Okay. I think that's that's kind of perfect for like <laughs> listening to a discography in this way. Cause like B minus, you are your your expectations are really tempered. Like they're not Yep. Because yep. if you would have loved this, I'd be like, "Well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna enjoy maybe the right like because it gets different." But um, but a B minus is like that sets you up for success. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. I am more optimistic than I was uh, one day ago. I, we were never at risk. I feel of more coming into this and being like, "Oh man, I love this middle of the road Carly Rae Jepsen record." You never so much. know. You never know. Sometimes stuff just hits you just right, and you can't explain it. Like uh, why I think Avril Lavigne's "What the Hell" is one of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> I can't give you any reasons for that. I just do. <laughs> I think right. my my wife Holly feels about Avril Lavigne very similarly to how you feel about Carly Rae Jepsen. Good good head on her shoulders, that Holly. So um, I have a a strong familiarity well, with I mean, Avril's catalog. <laughs> I look. I like that she doesn't make things so complicated. She just does her. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but she had a whole album full of really, really weird songs. <laughs> she had that whole thing where, like, she got in trouble for appropriation for a bit there. Yeah, that's the album I'm talking that's the about. One, I'm it's, sure it's. Uh, yeah, it's it. She was married yep, to okay. Chad Kroger of Nickelback fame. I feel like she was just in her. I'm gonna make head ass decisions era. I yeah. Look, that was Melissa. Oh, that wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't. Y'all know about Melissa? Do you know about Melissa? Oh the, no, no, Jake, We can't yeah. do conspiracy. I theories. don't think Avril Lavigne's dead. I'm just saying that if there's a bi double situation, that's when it happens, right? <laughs> anyway, how do we how do we stop doing this podcast? Because I feel like I it's can accidentally right? derail it. We can just so talk for another twenty minutes about literally anything. Yeah, because think, usually this podcast has a very defined endpoint, which is where we say, "I guess it's time to rank these albums," yeah. and then we rank the albums, and we're done. We don't, we can't do that now. There's no yeah. ranking. So, what there is for me to ask is, Dan, what's next? Well, before we do that, Jake, where can people find you on the internet? Oh yeah, um, I, just before the Shania train gets off the tracks any farther, um, <laughs> I am. I am on Twitter at uh, JJ underscore Mason, and I will be on there until the lights go out. Um, and that's, <laughs> I have, I have made, I have put my 10 toes in the ground. I am not leaving there until I cannot go on that website. Anymore. <laughs> um, I'm also on blue sky. Cause I look, I, I want to have options. I'm at Jake Mason at whatever the hell the rest of it is on blue sky. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> right. Um, um, I got a lot of podcasts. I got the Morphin Grid, which we're doing Jungle Fury right now, which is a real fun season that takes place during a writer's strike, and that's um, fun to talk about. Woo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it the the worst part. And this is a, this is a spoiler for the Morphin Grid for a lot of um, for, uh, I don't know how far ahead we are for like seven or eight episodes ahead, but um, the first like right, like scab episode is like unfortunately very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just gets a little tricky talking but other than that we're, ha- we're having a fun time every episode is named after a taylor swift song for reasons that i forget <laughs> um i just decided that i'm doing that um there's also kingdom smarts which is a podcast where shannon Maynard explains everything she can about kingdom hearts to me in 30 minutes um <laughs> to to varying degrees of success um because sometimes we get uh very derailed over um dumb things shocking <laughs> like you know i am sure that Hollywood would like me to point out that she has a podcast crush is how she refers to it she says she has a podcast crush on 100 percent of the kingdom smarts hosts oh that's that's uh very sweet and i appreciate that uh a lot um it's a real fun program Hmm? i think so um i forgot to edit an episode that i gotta do now that i'm thinking about it um <laughs> Shannon went Shannon went to Japan and then she got sick and I was like I know that I need to get one I need to edit one uh when she gets back cuz that was like the two and then she got back and was sick and I was like I guess she's still away so it's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, um 
that's really the only two that are ongoing right now. Everything else is in some sort of uh, uh, sort of stasis um, holding pattern. You can go listen to 98 episodes of Pokemon World Tour United, which is really good. It is real um, good. That will be back soon. Um, <laughs> I hope. I hope soon. I keep <laughs> saying soon. Turned into a Scooby Doo villain there. Yeah. Um, it, look, I got real burnt out on editing specifically that podcast, and I I don't yeah, want to be anymore. But I need I need to get back to it. But there's just like a I put I did so much too too quick uh, towards the last set. Um, I, anyway, it's a good show though. I I like it, and you should go listen <laughs> to it. And um, that's pretty much it. I think right now. Nice. I want to make sure we rolled the red carpet out there for you this time because I did not do it last time, and I felt <laughs> so bad about it after the fact. I j- just to just to assuage your uh, your feelings. Um, if I I have said where you can find me so many times in so many places that if if I don't have to, sometimes <laughs> it's pretty nice. Honestly, fair so. enough. <laughs> All right, what uh, where are we going next? I, I what's what's the next album? <laughs> next up, we're going to be listening to uh, Color Rejection's sophomore effort, Kiss. The Third One Sucks is a Retrograde Orbit radio production. If you like the show, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and make sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. If you want to get in touch or share suggestions about what we could cover in the future, you can contact us on Twitter at the Third One Sucks or email us at thethirdonesucks at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in the sequel. Somewhere there is a joke connecting your inconvenient truth quip with the word algorithm but i can't find it i'm not fast the, al- enough to the algorithm right yeah there you go <laughs> yeah Uh-oh. it's there it's right it's just right on the surface it's not even a joke it's just you say the strips differently it's right yeah. there the bad guy in the new space jam movie's name is Rhythm. Al- yeah it's, i so it's like it's not even i didn't even do a lot of work went. to get to algorithm so that's where my brain went and i hated it. why is john why is don Cheadle in that movie that movie sucked that movie tell me about your jake. experience with this album dan jake 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 okay look yes. first first mark shut up <laughs> how dare you try and get us back on track um you told me not to talk about movies i did i did look however jake said the magic words which which was that like billy zane